The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Five, six, seven, eight, yay! All right, here we go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. We're going back to school. We are. Not you and I. Well, we're not going back to school. That would be weird. It'd be fine. You know, you can go back to school whenever. Oh, yeah. No, it would be acceptable, but it would be a little, you know, Drew Barrymore and never been kissed. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, are in school, so that that would be the weird part of it. <laughs> I do not want people to guess what grade I'm in currently. But, but I don't think grades go that high. <laughs> definitely don't. <laughs> but that's okay. We would blend in. If we were in, like, say, Greece... You know, we would blend in. That's fair. Right? They were all 100 years old when they did that movie and they were playing teenagers. And my <laughs> seven-year-old ass was like, they're in high school. High schoolers are so cool. High schoolers are so old. No, they're not. I went to Goodwill recently, or in the last couple of months recently, mm-hmm. and was buying some books. And this girl was like, oh, are you in AP US History? And I was like, no. It's like in the road trip to Harvard when Lorelai gets mistaken for a college student and Literally. gets hit on by that by that guy. Uh Ginchy. She goes, oh, I took that last year and I had to read that book. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm in Shep's class. Uh, Shep, <laughs> are you in his class? I'm 29, but uh, thank you so much for thinking that me. God bless a skincare routine, am I right? I know. I was thinking I looked a little old, but um, not, but no. not that day. Yes. But speaking of school, in our last episode, at the end of it, we were talking about the fact that like, I've always identified with being more of a Rory when it comes to the show, especially when it comes to school, and that you did not quite feel the same, but you said that you were not necessarily a Jess. No. I didn't like not want to go to school at all. You didn't skip school to go to Walmart? No. No, I didn't. Did you ever skip school to do something like... Maybe not go to Walmart, but just... I never... No, I never skipped school, um, but I did skip some classes here and there, especially my senior year, because I just, you know, I thought I was too cool. I had senioritis. I just wanted yeah. to get out because... Too cool for school. I was very advanced when I was a kid. Um, I was in, like, an advanced reading group. We talked about this, that, like, our core memory is that, like, we... Well, my core memory is that, like, I will never recover from, like, being put in advanced reading group in elementary school. Yeah. Because, like, I'm always going to be chasing that high of, like, like, the moment they tell you that, that you're smart when you're younger, you're like, I want to hear this for the rest of my life. Well, interestingly, I kind of took a different direction because I almost kind of felt like then I didn't need to try because I was already smart. Yeah. So I was like, well, I can just coast I mean it didn't like make you crave only academic validation for the rest of your life it didn't but I'm excited to talk about that in a second (laughs) with you um but no I kind of started to err more on the side of just 
like coasting and I feel like, like coasting that became, on how smart you were yeah yeah I would procrastinate a lot I would cram for tests um and I do think that that was kind of a point of contention between me and my mom because she knew mm-hmm. how smart I was and she would always tell me how smart I was very Emily and Lorelai yes so that brings me to my point I feel like I am a Lorelai because I mean I'm certainly not a Jess I certainly did not care about school yeah he was smart but he just was like fuck that yeah Jess was so smart and didn't want to do anything Lorelai was super smart but had this pressure put on her and I don't think that I had the same pressure from my mom but she was just very encouraging she was like you're really smart why are you not like applying yourself I cared more about socializing and eating junk food and watching tv and honestly I still do so like that (laughs) stuck with me and that is one of the many reasons that I really connect with Lorelai is like and we sort of spoke to this in the last episode about Jess and Luke about how sometimes you know kids are really smart and they just don't want to go to school I definitely was not in that camp but I was in the camp of like school is great but I want to go on to like perform on a Broadway stage for a living so like yeah do I really need to take this advanced math Math class I did I took it I liked it I like math but you know I kind of feel like I am in like the Lorelai camp when it comes to that kind of stuff I know you're a little different yeah I know you're a lot different <laughs> that makes sense for what I know about you though is that yeah. like you've always gravitated towards Lorelai so mm-hmm. it makes sense that 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 would be reflected in like who you are in school especially because that was like how you know like we were teens kind of becoming ourselves alongside the show that do you feel like you were like Lorelai and that made you gravitate towards Lorelai or that you saw Lorelai who was like smart but still but like wasn't really that interested in school from what we know of like exposition and you went like further down that path because Mm. you were like Lorelai that's her. I don't know. I don't, I want to say no. I don't think so. I don't think it was that, yeah. I don't want to say calculated, but that's kind of the only word that comes to mind. Like, I don't think it was that obvious. Influenced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in hindsight, maybe, I, I mean, obviously her circumstances were different. She dropped out of school because she, she had pregnant. a baby. Yeah. So it's like, who's to say where she would have landed had Rory not come on the scene like would her parents have forced her to go to college would she have dropped out would we have seen maybe some of that academic burnout we were talking about with Clara or was she even in a position to go through academic burnout because all we know about Lorelai is you know what Richard says yeah one of the brightest in her class yeah and we also know so much about Lorelai and like her mind and how she operates that we know she's smart yeah but we don't know the ways in which she applied herself in school all we know is it was circumstantial she dropped out because she got pregnant and then she went back to school and we see that drive but it's just not the same drive as Rory's yeah what about you do you feel like your academia and the way that you kind of viewed school came from Rory Gilmore or do you think that you were already like that because you were told that you were smart when you were a kid? Well, that that's kind of why I asked that because in retrospect, it's all because of Rory Gilmore. But at the time, it did not feel that way. Mm. And I will say it's not all because of Rory Gilmore because like... No, it's okay. Blame Rory Gilmore for one more thing. <laughs> Let's just add it to the list. <laughs> and I do feel like I blame her in a lot of ways. But like, like I told you, like when I was in... It was like first or second grade when they put me in an advanced reading group and then like when... 
I don't know if your elementary school had this where like you had like an extra class that was, I think it was called Horizons where it was like the advanced kids in elementary school went to a separate class sometimes and Uh like did fun things. Um, But it was like because you were like quote unquote like accelerated and smart. Mm -hmm. That was like the worst thing that the public school system could have ever done for me because like I only ever wanted to like then be in this like, you know, smarter than everyone else group. (laughs) Totally. And so Gilmore Girls was like so influential because like when I was kind of deciding where I was going to be in high school, like in terms of like honors classes, AP classes, and all of like the track that I was deciding, Rory Gilmore really kind of decided it for me, but I only recognize that in retrospect Mm. because like all of the ways that you could set up what you wanted to do was like basically the smart classes or the not smart classes is kind of how I saw it at the time. Sure. And I wanted to be Rory Gilmore. And I was like, what would Rory Gilmore do? She would take all honors classes, her first AP class and two honors maths her freshman year. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Well, especially because you were going to public high school, correct? Not a private school. No. Okay. But like by the end of high school, I had like taken 12 AP classes. Like I was in every national honor society possible. Like I had only taken honors class. I think I took one like on level class and it was the class that I did all my other homework in and I just like didn't even pay attention and still got 100 in all the tests like I was like so invested in school yeah but to the point that I was like hated it like I hated it so much but I would come home and do my homework while watching Gilmore Girls Mm. it's like Rory Gilmore's like the ultimate study inspo and so I would play like seasons one two and three because Rory's always doing her homework so I like felt like felt like I was a study a study club with Rory Gilmore, yeah. which is what makes me hate the early season so much because they give oh. me so much anxiety. Oh, of course. Clearly. Because I associate them with like having to study for tests and getting all my homework done. And like, I had like way too much work to do. So I would like stay up until like two o'clock in the morning and then have to be at school at like 9am. Right. And, but the only like comfort that I had in all of this was doing it alongside Rory. Yeah. So that's why I gravitate towards the later seasons because I don't like to associate anything that I was doing in school with like the early seasons because I get like I think we've talked about this before we have like high school nightmare dreams oh my god I have college nightmare dreams yes where I have a paper due or I have a class that I haven't attended in months yeah and I didn't drop so I have to go to the teacher and be like I'm sorry I haven't been here I don't know why I haven't been here but I haven't been here yeah (laughs) it's stressful yeah for sure I get those when I watch the early seasons of the show and like I can like cherry pick them and watch a couple of them but I can't Mm -hmm. watch it all like in a row like it's easier for like our Patreon rewatch right now because we're it's very separated we're not like sitting down and watching it like binge watching it yeah of course and we're we're looking for different things than comfort when we watch those episodes but that's why I like gravitate towards the later seasons is because school stops being a plot point and it starts being a location Mm -hmm. where everyone's social and fun things are happening and you know we've got friends we've got Logan we got like the newspaper which feels like a fun cool thing um so I don't have that like you know like offset teenage school anxiety like that comes back and like makes me feel like I'm like missing an assignment or that I need to like study for something or I haven't studied enough so like I always like later Rory I like Yale Rory because she's not so intense about things or like you said that's not like a major plot point in the story because you know when we talk about Rory and even Paris and their education what they do at Chilton 
is really what's hinging on them getting into the schools that they want to get into. Yeah. And that's a major plot point of like, where are they going to go to school? And who's going to get in where? Are they both going to get in? You know, that's kind of the idea rolling around in the back of everybody's mind when it comes to those two characters for all of seasons one through three. Yeah. Until, of course, we get the big one. So to that end, do you feel like because so much of your academic lifestyle was influenced by Rory. Do you feel like when you went to college, school became more of a place, less a plot device for you in your own life? It took a couple of years. Like, I think I would say like it took like two years for it to really solidly become a place and not a plot point in my life. Yeah. Um, Because I have two older siblings who also went to the same university that I did. And I kind of felt like in the same way that I was like checking off boxes in like a very Rory Gilmore style way, like I need to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. I need all of this like academic achievement that like now it was kind of placed on this feeling of like, I need to do college in the same way that they did. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like the same exact thing where I was like looking to someone else in the same way that I looked to Rory. And I only realized all this all in retrospect of course yeah and it wasn't until I found like my thing that I started to like you know feel like as much like a season five about college as I did you know like I was a little bit more season four kind of trying to figure out my footing and find things for myself yeah but it wasn't until I started doing theater and changed my major to mass media arts that like I found the people that I was meant to find like I found my Yale Daily News and my Life and Death Brigade I was not in a secret society by any means but like just that like group of people that like made college less like academic you know what I mean and more fun yeah Yeah. for sure I totally hear that and it's interesting because my next question was gonna be in regards to going back to school did that make you more excited to go back to school for college were you still able to find the excitement in going back to school in high school because I loved going back to school well I think going back to school is fun like I as much as like as much anxiety as it gave me I loved going to school Mm -hmm. I loved getting dressed for school especially the first day of school of course I loved picking out my outfit and getting school supplies my little notebooks organizing all my pencils like just just thinking about that now it's just like I think that's the thing I missed most about being a teenager Mm -hmm. it's like buying school supplies I love buying school supplies that first day of school feeling when like all your notebooks are new and like you haven't really like gotten into any of your classes yet and you're like the potential of this year oh for sure such a clean slate Literally and figuratively. Literally. It's more of like a anxious excitement, mm-hmm. which like I feel like there's that line in um in the show Gilmore Girls, if you've seen it, when <laughs> when Rory told Lorelai that the first day of school started at like 5 a.m. or like 6 a.m. or something. Oh, Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like kind of how I felt about it where I was like, oh my God, I want to be the first one there. I want to get there. So it's like the anxiety came later when I had mm. to do all of the work. But when it was like fun and, and exciting, it was more so like I feel like high school Rory excitement about school is kind of more where I was at in high school and her like nervous excitement for college first day of school that Lorelai's first day at Yale Mm -hmm. I would say I fall more into that in keeping with Rory who's surprised who's shocked not I yeah it's it's also kind of shown through the back to school episodes yeah we get a back to school episode at least one in each season yeah and they're all kind of different yeah 
Like, and of course, the first one is the Lorelai's first day at Chilton. Yes, classic. Iconic. Very. In season two, it's also a very iconic episode. But it's oh, not, you know it. It's a little bit late into the season because in most of the other ones, it's like episode two or three, but we don't go back well, to school. Yes, but in episode two, we get Hammers and Veils. So Rory does go to Chilton, oh, but she's there for right. summer school. So we summer do kind school. of get it, but it's not actual, like, quote unquote, first back day. to school. Yeah. It's like back to summer school. Yeah, which you can tell it's summer because yes. they're wearing short sleeves. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wearing their little blazers. Yes. But then we get it in episode five, Nick and Nora said Nancy. And for Team Jess, this is a very, very big episode. Yeah, but it's the first day of school. And then the next one is Haunted Leg. Yeah, and that's also episode three, two. Which this one feels interesting to me because like it's for senior year mm-hmm. and this is where Lorelai presents the like the, the bill. bill for everything. I love it so much. Which reminded me of our Gilmore to Consider episode of like Jess paying Luke back mm-hmm. but obviously for sure. a little bit more to Lorelai yeah. in terms of everything that she spent for her. Season four of course is the Lorelai's first day at Yale. Your favorite episode. Yes of course of other than partings. And that's also episode two. Episode two of each season so far, we have seen Rory go back to school. Yeah. And then in um, season five, that's not the case. No. Because uh, there is a little bit of conflict and drama happening. So in we don't go Episode back. two. Yeah. In season five, it's episode three, written in the stars. What a great episode. Wait. Oh my God. You know what? We meet Jess on the first day of school episode in two, and we meet Logan on the first day of school episode in three. I wrote that down. I was also going to say... In each of the back-to-school episodes, with the exception of the Lorelai's first day at Yale, we either, like, meet a love interest or, like, a love interest kind of, like, comes back. Tristan. You know? Well, Tristan, Ian Jack, I think, was originally intended to be a love interest in season one, and then we never see him again. He went to Russia and apparently stayed there. In season two, it's Jess. In season three, it's, like, Jess comes back back-ish like they have that argument or that banter in Josie's Market but Christopher comes back because Emily kind of gets involved in their conflict and there's that whole fight at the end of the episode right before Jess and Rory run into each other go be someone else's dad so intense and then in season five it's Logan and then in season six in the perfect dress when Rory goes back to school after her hiatus Logan comes back and tries to get back together with her That's interesting because in season six, there's two because Mm -hmm. I think that one of the most important back to school episodes is the ungraduate Mm -hmm. where she doesn't go back to school. Yeah. Where she goes to Yale and like Logan has to go meet with his advisor and she's like feeling really weird and she like stands there seeing all those people at like their freshman orientation, but she's being inducted into the DAR and like that moment. But you're right. When she goes back in the perfect dress, we have this conflict with Logan. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in season seven, it's um, Wonderful Smarvelous, which you love. because I love the, that episode. The Lorelai and Chris episode. Yeah. Emily gets arrested. <laughs> there's always some sort of spicy conflict happening in the back to school episodes. Yeah. To be fair, there's always some spicy very, conflict. Very true. Very true. But in season four, even though there's no like romantic love interests necessarily between... Lorelai and someone, Rory and someone, we are kind of dealing with the aftermath of like Luke and Nicole-ish. And there's like the banter between Lorelai and Luke. So like that's kind of there. Which like that's what's so weird why I love that episode so much. Like that's one of my favorite episodes because it's so relaxed. There's no conflict. And like the only like boy 
not drama, but the only boy involvement is Luke. And yeah. he's just really helpful. He's just being helpful. And, and the also guys. the delivery guys. <laughs> yes. Them rating the delivery guys. Yeah, it's that's perfect. true. Which I kind of love that we get this almost like conflict free episode. I know. Where like the conflict is so clearly like this moment that we've been building towards because like the whole concept of this show is that Lorelai is going to her parents to pay for them to send Marie to school Mm -hmm. so she can end up at Harvard and ultimately she ends up at Yale Mm -hmm. and here's this episode that we've like been building towards she's at Yale and kind of nothing happens except for her ending up there and needing her mom and them like going through this like separation and Mm -hmm. I feel like they could have totally written in something really dramatic, you know? Yeah. Dean's involved, or Jess comes back, or something is going on. But, like, at the end of the day, I feel like that episode is, like, absolutely what this show is. You know, know. it's this moment when, like, the girls are being, like, pulled apart. And it's kind of, like, the midpoint of separating everything from the beginning to the end. I mean, I don't think it is, like, the act break, but it's kind of that point when it's, like... These are the, they're separated now. Yeah, it's something they've been talking about for seasons and seasons and seasons, and now it's happening. And like, what is this show now going to be like when they're not on top of each other? Yeah, without the two of them living together. Yeah. It's a big shift. Season four, and we've talked about this, season four is like, it's a little hard for people sometimes because I think it can feel boring simply because it's the transitional season. It's an adjustment, It's a setup season four, season five almost. Yeah. It's like taking us out of season three and ushering us into season five. And I just, I feel like they could have taken that episode and made it so complicated and put so many conflicts to it, Mm -hmm. but they just let her start her first day at school, have this like anxiety with her mom and like have like the sweetest sort of like send off from. I know. I love it so much. The Gilmore Girls to the Gilmore Girl singular, Mm -hmm. which I, I love. Of those... Which is your favorite, I guess, like, I guess it doesn't even have to be episode, but like, what is your favorite sort of like back to school moment, like, of all of those, if like looking at everyone? Because there's, I guess you can say there's one in the revival too, when she goes back to Chilton. I was thinking about that as well. Yes. That's in spring. Mm hmm. She go back or is that winter? No, it's, it's in spring. spring. Yeah. Because she's wearing that really beautiful springy dress. Oh, she is. You're right. So there is one in the revival, too, if you want to consider that. But, like, of all of the seasons and all of the back to school, what would you say is, like, your fave? That's a really tough one because <laughs> I was watching all these episodes just to kind of bring myself back to it all and not just instantly pick Nick and Norris and Nancy because Jess shows up. <laughs> but like, doesn't actually, have anything to do with back to school. Exactly. But that's the thing. It's, like, it's kind of surrounding Rory and her actually going back to school. And yeah. I would have to say... <sighs> It's a tie between the Lorelai's first day at Yale and Written in the Stars because mm, when Rory wow. goes back to school and Written in the Stars, all of that conflict with Asher dying is happening oh with Amazing. Paris. I love that it's just the two of them now. Yeah. I actually really still enjoy her friendship with Marty. It still feels very innocent very bantery he's just her friend and I love the banter they have after she finds out that Asher dies and he's like in bed damn I miss (laughs) the pool like I love that I think that there's just until she she meets meets Logan Logan, and until the conversation at the end with Marty about do you have a boyfriend like there's kind of no like 
boyfriend talk. It's all very like I'm going back to school. And there's the wake with Asher. We're really starting in on the Emily Richard friction and everything going on between the two of them. And then Emily shows up at the wake at school. And it's also when, you know, we get Luke and Lorelai. And I know that, again, that has nothing to do with Rory going back to school, but I just think it's a great episode. So I'm torn. I'm torn because I agree with you on all the points about the Lorelai's first day at Yale and her going back to school. I guess I would put that at number one and written in the stars at number two. Yeah. I want to say the same, but oh, I I think I really love Rory going back to school in the perfect dress. Like, I, of course, like, I feel like Lorelai's first day at Yale can't be included just because I, I love that episode so much. I know much how much you like, love that episode. I feel like that one is, like, the tippy top, but I kind of love where we get Rory in the perfect dress mm-hmm. simply because of where she was in The Ungraduate. Mm-hmm. Because I think if we had to, like, talk about, like, the importance of Rory going back to school because this is like a huge thing in Rory's life and like much yeah. in the same way that like I'm not sure if like I would have like been so dedicated to school if not inspired by like the ultimate study girl Rory Gilmore it makes right. me wonder like Rory she, she's talked about being like extremely smart throughout her childhood mm-hmm. but would she have wanted that so much if Lorelai wasn't like putting her in a Harvard sweatshirt when she was little like right. does Rory's desire to be in school come from herself or is it something that came from Lorelai and mm. it's kind of hard at this point to like separate either of those things because by right. the time we meet her it's so ingrained in her it's already there yeah that how is it not also her because regardless of where it came from it's part of her and that journey that she goes on from like the Lorelai's first day at Chilton to the Lorelai's first day at Yale to the ungraduate and seeing those like snapshot pieces of her Mm. where she is so excited to like start this journey towards going to Harvard and then she goes to Yale yeah and she's so excited to like be in this place that she's been working towards for her whole life Mm -hmm. as Lorelai says we've been working towards and then two seasons later she's standing there seeing all of these people doing what she had done having dropped out of school right. and just like having all of that. And then when we get to the perfect dress and she's back and she's like, you know, like got that drive again and is so excited and it's just like going for it. Mm-hmm. So I think that like, I, I'm kind of torn about it. Cause I yeah, think there's that, something very satisfying about that, about yeah. seeing like the resolve of a full circle moment. Yeah. A lot of people talk about like Harvard was Lorelai's dream for Rory to mm-hmm. the point where like their dreams got blended and mixed and mm. became their dream that when she decides to go back in the perfect dress, it feels like a Rory thing, mm-hmm. like a decision she made for herself to continue on that way. Yeah, I totally hear that. Not that it's completely separated from Lorelai, but it feels like it's like of her own volition and like a decision that is entirely hers now and belongs yeah. to her in a way that all of her previous success. Yeah, we we haven't gotten that up until this point. I mean, she yeah. obviously seems very driven and very excited to be there in all of the other back to school moments, but this one's yeah. very different. It's very isolated from the rest. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them 
while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tacovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tacovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tacovis.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said that they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G I L M O R E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast. So they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What I really love about the perfect dress as an episode and as, you know, like standing alone in Rory going back to school is it's very parallel to Haunted Leg because um, Paris is the editor of the Yale Daily News and also she is the student body president in season three in Haunted Leg. And so they have their first meeting and in both of these meetings, Paris will not let anybody else have a conversation. Like (laughs) she just dictates the entire thing. And Rory is the one being like, hey, you know, maybe we should let people say their names. Uh, maybe we should let people go to the bathroom. Maybe yeah. we should let people have the coffee and donuts that we brought. I love that there are parallels in those moments yeah. because it also shows her growth 
in her friendship with Paris. Like when we meet Paris, that's in the Lorelai's first day at Chilton and she comes in oh my so gosh, I hot didn't think about that. And then in season two, Paris still hates Rory's guts because of everything oh, she, that happened yeah. at the end of season one and pretty much throughout season one and just because Paris is being Paris, but she yeah. still hates Rory's guts. She tells her the wrong time for the, the start Franklin the, yeah. meeting and then she gives her that assignment with Max and like she's really trying to take her down and so to see where they land at season three that she's sort of like her second in command because she coerced her into being student body vice president she never could have won on her own exactly <laughs> and then to kind of see their journey all the way through college I mean first of all the fact that Paris re-emerges in the Lorelai's first day at Yale and is her Gorgeous. roommate is stellar and then again everything that happens with asher in written in the stars all the way to season six yale daily news paris is the editor and we kind of see this full circle moment from season three which i love oh i love that so i totally hear you the perfect dress though i would say is probably one of my least favorite episodes of all of these as a whole because like the other ones that we're comparing it up against are so exciting and filled with a lot a lot of conflict oh, we a got lot the of return of logan so you know that well, was i know how you for feel me. about that yes absolutely but i mean when you think about it i would say that that episode i don't want to say it's weak it's just there's just a lot going on in some of these other episodes that comparatively I would say it feels like thin, a little like, thinner, but not yeah. thin. Like I would not call that a thin episode, especially because like you said, Logan comes back where he goes to I think therapy. In the sense that it's more of like rich and like, there's so many other character storylines that are like building into it. Yeah. That maybe it's more, I always think season six is more Gilmore girls focused anyways. Not yeah. that it makes it weak, but I would just say that the, it's not very layered is what I mean by thin. Right, yeah, I I fully agree with you on that. We do get the Luke conflict with him almost telling Lorelai about April. He goes and sees Anna. She's planning her wedding. So, like, we do get a lot of stuff. I'm certainly not saying that it's a thin episode. (laughs) I think because we just don't love that part of it. Of course. That the parts that we do love, that, like, there are other episodes where the whole, as a whole, like, the going back to school. Though I had never considered that going back to school is kind of how we chart Paris and Rory. Mm -hmm. That, like, that's how we kind of, like, you can look at these, like, episode snapshots season by season and kind of track their progress as people. I was about to say their progress points in their relationship fully. Because we talked about this in um, the episode about Lorelai's friendship to Paris and Lane, Mm -hmm. um, which is that Lorelai doesn't get a chance really to be as close to Paris as she is to Lane because of the nature of Rory's like closeness to her by location of like Mm. set wise. She's always at school. And so mm-hmm. we see we see that like unfold in that way. I never thought about that. I love that so much. Yeah, right. It's it's such a beautiful like parallel and full circle moment for their friendship. Yeah. Coming back to that though, because if we look at like I guess this is not necessarily like back to school, but it's like thinking about going to school, mm-hmm. which is that that's kind of like a conflict between Paris and Rory is like when we first see in Rory's birthday parties them at the college fair they're yeah, both the wanting table. to go to harvard mm-hmm. but as we know paris doesn't get into harvard where he gets into all of them and Rory ends up going to yale mm-hmm. how do you feel about harvard versus yale like do you think 
because I know that whenever I talk about Rory on TikTok, people are always like, she should have gone to Harvard. Her life would have been better. Like, she wouldn't have, like, had this, like, quote-unquote downfall. And it's, like, mostly a joke. Like, you know, your life is going to unfold differently based on the choices you make. It's your choice, Ace. Mm -hmm. But do you think that story-wise it was good that she shifted to Yale? Do you kind of wish we would have seen it unfold her go to Harvard, not get into Harvard? Should Paris have gotten into Harvard? Thoughts? So uh, Brett actually told me last week, he's like, I have to tell you something. I found out a spoiler on Twitter about Gilmore Girls and I was like, oh no, I thought he was going to find on out Gilmore that Twitter? was pregnant. Well, he's just back on Twitter in general and he saw oh. something and he was like, oh no. Fair. So I thought that he was going to tell me that he found out Rory was pregnant at the end or what the last four he words were. He still doesn't were. know that? wild (gasps) wait side note this is like way in the future because we're still a baby podcast Uh but like 30 years from now when this podcast is over i know what our last four words are you do Mm -hmm. (gasps) i'm gonna tell you and let you react to it but i'm gonna cut out the audio of me saying it so that everyone else doesn't know okay but our last four words should be this is redacted (gasps) oh wait i just like got chilly isn't that good oh my god Haley. I don't know why I thought of that yesterday, but I was like, it kind of made me cry a little bit because I was like, I'm about to cry. Like, eventually we're going to tear this show into pieces to the point where it's like, we would just have to like be quoting the show in full (laughs) for full episodes. Yeah, truly. We have no plans to end anytime soon. No, we have a long ways to go before that happens, but oh. But I feel like the lore of the last four words of this show that we talk about were so huge. But like Mm -hmm. yesterday that came to me and I was like, those would totally be our last four words. Oh my God. That's smart. You're smart. Thanks. Does that give you your academic validation for today? (laughs) I do feel a little bit like I got an A+. (laughs) So anyway, I thought that Brett was going to tell me that he knew what the last four words were, that Rory was pregnant, something. And he was like, I know that Rory goes to Yale. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I said, yeah, that is a major plot point. That's a plot point, but... uh... I was like, look, it made the most sense. So let me let me answer your question then. From a storytelling perspective, it made the most sense. They had to have her go to Yale. Yeah. There was no way, knowing the format and the layout of Connecticut, she was not going to be able to come back and forth from Harvard as much as she was from Yale. Yeah. Because Boston is a little bit more out of the way. So they needed her to go to Yale in order to maintain this closeness like we just spoke to season four is a pivotal season and the Lorelai's first day at Yale is a pivotal episode because we do not know what the framework for the show is going to be anymore now that the Gilmore girls are not together every single day so how are they going to be able to curb that right it would have been so boring for it to all be phone calls if it was just constantly their lives separate because we end up getting that in season six despite the fact that they're very close in proximity but that's like a plot point that they're separated like right literally separated so from a character perspective i do not think that rory would have had her relationship with dean 2.0 or Mm 3.0 rather (laughs) yeah she wouldn't have met Logan because Logan went to Yale. That's a, absolutely why this is wrong. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, she may subsequently, if she didn't meet Logan, she wouldn't have met Mitchum. She wouldn't have done that internship. She wouldn't have gotten steamrolled by him. And she may not have dropped out of Yale. But I do believe that we land where we're supposed to. So even if the path is a little different I do think that eventually we find ourselves yeah because I I feel like we kind of get a little mixed up sometimes because we're talking about we like alternatively like in the same sentence talk about this like as if this narrative is very real and these are people we know yeah as well as like this is a show that we really appreciate like the deep like complex writing of yeah 
And that's why I have to talk about it from a story perspective and then a character perspective, because yeah. with the story, they had to have her go to Yale. First of all, it was more interesting, right? It was more yeah. interesting that all they did was talk about Harvard, that Lorelai was like, she's not going to Yale. She's not going to Yale. So adamant against it just for her to end up going to Yale and for it to be better for her relationship with Lorelai. Yeah. When Emily reveals that, Lorelai's not like... She, it's almost like she'd never thought about that before. Oh like yeah. That she was so adamant that she not go to the Ivy League that her dad went to, that her parents are like, that her parents wanted her to go to. Yeah. It's the other option, you know, like her, her dreaming didn't like travel too far. It wasn't like Stanford. It was like literally just like kind of the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and she never considered that she was going to be like so far away and that she wasn't going to want that. Yeah. Cause it's in, um, that damn Donna Reed, which we just watched where she mm-hmm. talks about when you go to college, I'm going to sleep next to your bed, which we see in the Lorelai's <laughs> first day does. at Yale. Yeah. But it's almost like she had never really like fully realized Rory's going really far away. Yeah. But she ends up being really close. How close is it? Jess says this and happy birthday, baby. On the sidewalk. 22.8 miles. You looked it up. You looked it up. Do you, Yahoo? I love that scene so much. It's 22.8 miles. That's nothing. Boston, so much farther. How far is that? Like 30 minutes? 35 minutes away? Yale? Yeah. Thereabouts, yeah. Depending on, you know, how fast you drive, what route you take. Yeah. Yeah. Not that far. Which I will say, that is another kind of, I don't know if I would call it a plot hole, but like, where the fuck is Stars Hollow? Because I'm here to tell you that, like... <laughs> Our little Connecticut girly with the fact check. One thing... <laughs> but what the towns that they based Stars Hollow off of are north of where my town is in Connecticut. And we are farther than 22.8 miles away from New Haven. We are over an mm. hour away from New Haven. Okay. So. It does not make well, any sense, but also this is a TV show. That's like our favorite thing to do on Patreon is be like, this is completely unrealistic given yeah. the distance and timeline of how this yes. could happen. I'll look it up right now. I will actually redact that because Washington kind of heads uh, east a little bit. So it's 36 miles away from Washington Depot, Connecticut. So yeah, that's about an hour drive, a little over an hour. Whoever wrote that episode, just, you know, Amy just put a number in. It was like 22.8. Honestly, we do it for the plot. And it was just kind of a throwaway line. Yeah, but, but it also mattered so much. <laughs> it matters so much. But it does give us like a sense of like how close it is and how much that meant to exactly. them. Exactly. But I do totally agree with you that like Harvard would have changed so much about not just like like the characters, but like just like the dynamic of the show would have changed. It would have needed like an entirely separate sort of almost like community because Rory does like in some ways have like a cast of characters at Yale but not in the same way that like that we've like grown to like love Stars Hollow. The town of Stars Hollow of course. We would have to like become attached to like a new place Mm -hmm. because otherwise it would just be Rory back and forth on the road while Lorelai is in Stars Hollow, you know? Yeah, exactly. It almost feels like we would have gotten more of the revival. Like, we would have gotten more of Rory just sort of, like, hopping in and out. I know in the revival, she ends up moving back in with Lorelai. But I mean, like, in winter. You know how she's just, like, kind of going through boxes, kind of talking about what her life is in New York. Like, and that's not really what we needed. We needed her to be there consistently enough. We needed Friday night dinner to still be a thing. She would not have been able to do Friday night dinner if she went to Harvard. No way. Absolutely not. And, like, we would have, like, lost, like, a lot of Emily and Richard but also in terms of characters to have Rory go to like the one place that would like 
really please Lorelai's parents in a way that she absolutely did not want and go to Richard's alma mater and, you know, have mm-hmm. the moments like Ted Koppel's big night out mm-hmm. and the Harvard-Yale game. From that perspective, like, it just made so much sense. Because I've, I've seen people say that she should have gone to Harvard and they would have liked that. But why? Why I'm would they sure. have liked that? I'm very curious. If you think that Lori should have gone to Harvard, please call the voicemail and explain to us why. We would love to hear your perspective on this. Yeah, because... I'm curious why they feel like that would have yeah. been better than Yale. I disagree. But I'm I'm, I'm open to hearing why, though. Me too. I wanna, For I sure. Wa- I know oh, I'm always up. open to hear why. I want to know why I'm no sparkly hearting it, though. I don't want to just know sparkly heart for no reason. Yeah, Exactly. I don't want to just give a no sparkly heart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you think that she should have gone to Harvard over Yale, mm-hmm. um, we both agree that we think maybe Paris should have been the valedictorian. I do like that Rory was for the story of it all. I agree. But if we're inside the narrative looking at these characters like real people, Paris should have been the valedictorian. Mm-hmm. And like you're telling me that like Rory's grades when she first got there, when she got like a D on Max Medina's paper and Paris got an A that like that wasn't like a huge heavy factor into like well how that Max out. does say that she can do extra credit to make up for it so maybe she did enough extra and then credit the deer hunters where she had to do extra credit to make up for the test she missed oh that's what I meant you're totally oh, right no, no. that's at the end of the deer hunters the D yeah. she gets at the beginning of the deer hunters yes 100 percent yeah yeah I I don't know but I don't even think we ever really get mention of Paris being salutatorian either, do we? The only thing that I can think of is in that same conversation, she says that she's okay with her making valedictorian over her. Okay. So it would just make sense that if she made it over her, it would be the, between the two of them. Mm. Um, I think we were just supposed to infer that that was the case because she says right. the pledge because she's the student body president. But right. And then she says to Headmaster <laughs> Charleston at graduation, no, no hard feelings. feelings. <laughs> um, which, like, maybe maybe that's why. But I yeah. think that it's really an in retrospect sort of thing that, mm-hmm. like, people really hate Rory as much as they did because people didn't hate her this much when it was, like, live and everything was going on. At least I don't remember that right. being the case. I was also a teenager and idolizing of her course. and her studious ways. Yeah. But... I think in retrospect, people really like to champion Paris over Rory. So when they see Rory in that damn Donna Reed making green beans and teasing her hair and Paris is probably at home, you know, like listing out all of the reading that she's supposed to do next year for school. Yeah. Um, that like we get that sort of vibe. But I don't know. I, I, I think that people would have been upset had Rory not been valedictorian. I like that she was. I get the vibe. I understand. But like as a Rory, as a Rory gal myself, I, I liked that she was the valedictorian. Yeah, I think they did it for the plot. Also because of the reveal of it, which always makes me cry when oh. Lorelai is reading her yearbook and she's like, are you the valedictorian? I just this love that moment so, so, so much. And she didn't want to make a big deal out of it. But the irony of Rory kind of stumbling and falling and not being able to pick herself up in the revival in a lot of ways, like Paris making mention of that in season three, I wonder how much of that was already planned out. It sounds like it probably was on Amy's end and on the writer's end that like, okay, Rory gets this win, yeah, but we're going to watch Paris really, really, really bloom. Yeah, because Paris is there, but she's talking about they end up in, like, car accidents and, like, that okay, sort of well, thing. <laughs> Rory already it's was in not... a car accident, and Haley knows that more than anyone. <laughs> She'd already been in a car accident at that point. But, I mean, it does feel like a little bit of a car accident, like, can't stop watching it in the same yeah, way. Yeah, very accident, true. Her life kind of unfolding in that way. Um, 
but coming back to it, it's the idea of like Paris didn't end up valedictorian. Paris didn't go to Harvard. And story-wise, like I love the way that all that conflict ended up with everyone being at Yale close to home so we could like have this. Do you think that Paris only went to Yale because of Rory? Cuz they cuz Terrence says their journey wasn't complete. Yeah. Um I mean cuz she could have gone to Princeton to be with Jamie. I think they make mention of that that like she wasn't going to follow him to Princeton. Yeah. I mean, why well, not? We don't really find out what other schools Paris gets into. We know she doesn't get into Harvard. Oh, we know. (laughs) We're very, very, we're very aware. But Rory encourages her to open her college acceptance letters of the schools that have inevitably accepted her. Yeah. There are these other schools, Yale, Princeton, you know, but we never find out what school she got into. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. So I wonder if she had a lot of options and went to Yale because Rory was there or if she had to go to Yale because that was the only option. Yeah, I, I doubt it was the only option. But like, yeah, it had to have been in some part because of Rory, because especially because of what we hear of how Paris is so like connected to Rory in season mm-hmm. six. So like she's like the only reason that I do well is because like that competitive nature between the two of them, even if Rory isn't necessarily competing back. Yeah. But this whole thing makes me like, want to like see the perspective of a first day of school and going back to school from Paris you know because we get all of this from worry and like the snapshots of all of like them going through this and like what all of that means to Paris like is this like is she get anxious because I never feel like Rory is like worried about going back to school like there's no sort of like nervousness or I'd say the only time we ever really see it is in the Lorelai's first date yeah because obviously it's a huge huge jump yeah but we never get any sort of like you know I was always kind of nervous to go back to school wonder if Paris like how that would all look from Paris's perspective. Oh, I would have loved to see the Lorelai's first date yell from Paris's perspective. <laughs> she was like, you know, rubbing her hands together, like he he he. I get to surprise Rory today. Like, oh my gosh! Like we've talked about this before. Like the Office had that like mini series with like the accountants. Yes, I would have loved like Paris's POV for the Paris's first days. Paris and Terrence's first day. Yeah. I would have loved that. I would have loved oh the puffs. Gosh. Oh, the puffs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I forgot about that. All these like school things. Cause it reminds me of like, like, I guess like Paris really is like Rory's like school journey because when we first kind of see her, she eats lunch by herself. And mm-hmm. then like every time she's in the dining hall, she's with Paris at Yale. Mm-hmm. So it's like those two kind of going into this. I did not realize this is going to be as much of like a Paris parallel comparison moments yeah as all much of as, the like, first pug- days of school that we see for rory we also see for paris yeah oh, which I is very so exciting much. but yeah. like like we mentioned like when we do get to the revival and rory is kind of i guess struggling and paris is very successful at what she does mm-hmm. she goes back to school and in that back to school episode that we quote unquote back to school you know she's back at chilton and she's talking to headmaster charleston and he's kind of offering her a teaching position Mm. and she's like if you I think he says that she needs to get her master's or something to Mm -hmm. that effect to that degree yeah pun intended um in order to be a teacher yeah and she's like absolutely not I think that Rory would have been a great Chilton teacher yeah 
I agree. I just think that the reason that the writers didn't take the storyline in that direction is because she was always supposed to be a journalist in some capacity. And oh, so working for, sure. for the Stars Hollow Gazette, I think, was her coming back to her roots rather than Chilton. But it would have yeah. been a really interesting storyline to watch unfold yeah. that like she ends up back in her roots in a myriad of ways, not just in Stars Hollow, but also at Chilton. Yeah, I think that that's more of like a less in the, the narrative of it and mm-hmm. more of like we're talking to our friend Rory of like you would be great at being a teacher and she seems to kind of like frown on that which I hate because like who got Rory to where she was at all this point was all of her like wonderful children teachers and yeah and seeing her like juxtaposed of Paris talking to all the students and Rory talking to all of the students it felt like she's so good at it she actually kind of reminds me of Max like she's very relatable in that way you're right. Would she have been the Mr. Medina Maybe. of Chilton? All of the Chilton boys would have been like, that Miss Gilmore. <laughs> it could have been a really cool full circle moment to connect her and Max, you know, from season yeah. one all the way to the revival. Yeah. But I bring that up because I feel like Rory kind of frowns on being a teacher mm-hmm. when that's like a very great profession to be in. And like in this back to school episode, something that I want to put on our stories this week is like if any of our followers are teachers, um, we want to like repost some teacher lists so that if any of our followers want to help any of our other besties like your fellow Gilmore to say besties with buying stuff for their classroom um for the next year yeah Uh, we're gonna dm us if you have like an amazon list and we'll try and post some of those oh that's a great idea so that some of our other besties can hopefully um might not be able to buy everything but like Hopefully someone can um, come along and get you some something, yeah. something, something that you need for your classroom. Totally. Because being a teacher is just, it's so hard because you have to provide for yourself in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So hopefully our little community of Gilmore Besties here can help you provide for your classroom. I love that. I think that's a great idea, Haley. We'll put it on our stories and yeah. we'll give people the option to like maybe a question box where they can DM us a link to their yeah. teacher list. I think that'd be great. Yeah. And we can um, try and help you guys go back to school and make back to school as exciting as it feels even at the ripe age of um, 30 for the both of us. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm still buying school supplies for a school that I, my life, the school of life. The school of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like the game of life, but instead the school of life. The school of life. I love that for you. I feel like I learned so much about you today, which is, I I feel like that (laughs) is so rare for us. Like normally I feel like we talk about things and it's like, oh, I already knew that about you. Like it's very rare that we find these pockets of, you know, topics where it's just like, oh, I didn't really know. I didn't know that about you. You didn't realize I've been living up to fourth grade self when I got top AR scores and I my mm-hmm. life has never peaked beyond that <laughs> yes and now I'm glad that I know that well because yeah. I feel like we just became such fast friends on TikTok like we connected about so many things about our career and about you know yeah. our birthdays our love for Gilmore Girls I do think that like the way that we became friends really kind of feels reminiscent of being in school mm-hmm. simply because like it's that feeling of like you like something I like something and we're like connecting on this mm-hmm. and it wasn't until we kind of like made those connections that we started to get to know each other which is like kind of like what school is is like you're yeah. kind of forced into these situations we weren't forced definitely not but you end up in these moments of like because you liked this thing and I liked this thing we're gonna form a friendship over it mm-hmm. but what's so funny is like ours kind of started because of like a mutual hate <laughs> 
does does something bring two people closer together than a mutual dislike than hatred? Something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, no. It is one of those things, and it's kind of the way that I connected with the Gilmore fandom community on TikTok. Yeah. That like this one random video I did in the guest room of my grandma's home when I was living with her during COVID at two in the morning in my pajamas yeah. with no makeup on about how I thought Dean from Gilmore Girls sucked at the onset of yeah. Starcrossed Lovers and Other Strangers. Which is the first episode. That's If you've listened to the first episode of the pod, you know the Tara's origin story. Of- yeah, it was, it was that episode that was very like paramount for me. As a kid, like I, I always found it to be weird, but as an adult woman, I definitely am like, ooh, that's like a very small red flag leading to a bigger red flag. Yeah. And it started this whole conversation between the two of us mm-hmm. and or first on your TikTok, but then between us and literally it was the first episode of the podcast, the Starcrossed Lovers and Other Reasons to Hate Dean Forrester. Mm-hmm. Um, so for next week, what we've decided to do, because we are in our rewatch of season one, we're bringing a recap episode of Gilmore Revisited to the podcast because we have reached Starcrossed Lovers and Other Reasons. Other, I don't know the name of that episode anymore. <laughs> I always call it Other Reasons to Hate Dean. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's and very fitting. What's it called? It's called Starcrossed Lovers and Other Strangers. And we'll have more to say on that next week. Thanks for tuning in. If you want more to listen to, here's a preview of our most recent episode of Gilmore Revisited, our rewatch podcast only available at patreon.com slash Gilmore to say. She went to the market after eight. She missed him when Does she was not close at eight. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't know. know. She did. He didn't see her. She bought groceries somewhere or maybe she went to her house and got them, but that wouldn't make any sense either. They wouldn't have steak there because they never have groceries. Made dinner, got dressed after buying the dress because where did she acquire? Like, where did she and get this shoes. entire situation? Because Lorelai comments on the shoes. And the later. shoes and the apron and the headband and the bump it, which hasn't been invented yet. Or was that just a tea situation? And then did pages of research on Donna read pages of research when she hands him those pages and she's like i actually you know i looked into donna reed when when is she doing her fucking homework (laughs) that's Haley's biggest concern (laughs) like truly (laughs) i'm not even kidding like every single episode of season one two and three i'm like when she's doing her homework she has so much fucking work to do what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.